And I was like, Oh, I'm a wizard. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> Mr. Wizard. I don't want to be here anymore. She's a witch. <laughs> Twiddle, twazzle, twazzle, twom. Time for fat boy to go home. <laughs> he throws a smoke pellet. He's like, you're still here. <laughs> The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with... My God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dork Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of dirty goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Because uh, if WB doesn't have Supergirl, Flash, Superman, uh, they have Lois. Superman and Lois. Oh, and, so oh, they do have that because there's no Supernatural. Walker. Oh, they have Walker. Okay, so there's essentially two shows left on that network. Yeah, and this is Superman and Lois's last season. Wow, what are they yeah. gonna do, man? You know, I don't know, but I mean, they they. No Legends of Tomorrow, nothing, nothing else, you know. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of glad that they got rid of a lot of the Arrowverse, you know, CW verse stuff. Um, especially because of like what's happening now with the DCU. Um, there's too many. There's too many variations on what a DC. I know this sounds almost reductive and I, and I don't mean it to be like that, but there's too many variations on what fans of certain aspects that have been displayed of DC could pick and choose from. So like, if you like the Zack Snyder stuff, you're going to glom on and say Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, everything should be Zack Snyder all the time. If you like the CW verse, you're going to sit there and be like, oh, CW, that's the way it should be across the board. Like, why didn't they just take the people from the shows and then start putting them in the movies and the, on the big screen? Like, we could have just done that and wouldn't have been confusing or anything like that whatsoever. Uh, and then you have people who are like, hey, uh, could we continue to have stuff that's like 
not necessarily beholden to what was set up in Zack Snyder's movies or the CW verse, a la like the Suicide Squad or Aquaman. You know, it wasn't beholden to anything. You could you could watch those things without having yeah first uh, uh no not the first shazam yeah i guess shazam yeah, was, yeah was, the first yeah the first shazam you could say as well there's um, enough in there that that brings it back to either justice league or or whatever but i mean as someone like i'm assuming that that you're like i was brandon and you casually watch the flash or you watch it like every week but you weren't like religiously attached to it but it's like we were the guys that we'd still go see the movie if it came out it's like all right well there's a superman movie i guess i'll go see it you know, like like that. I wasn't like so prescribed where I had to be like, oh, I hope Grant Gustin's in this. And if he's not in it, I, I don't even care. Like, no, I just kind of wanted to see a movie. Like, I'm an X-Men fan. So I'm like, I got to go see a movie because there's X-Men in it. Like, that's, yeah. you know, it's that's as simple as it is. OK, I'll I mean, even if it's terrible, I, I got to see it. I, well, I mean, I totally I totally get it. Um, yeah. You know, and that, I mean, that's part of the problem, too, is like there were a lot of people who you know, as soon as they made like a flash movie, they, and they, they, you know, they cast Ezra Miller in, you know, uh, what the fuck was it? Justice league and, and, and all that happy horse shit. Um, immediately people are like, why didn't they just cast Grant Gustin? And it's like, because that's a television show that has literally nothing to do with the stories that they're telling in the movies. It's that simple, but like, I mean, there's other things that have to do with like contracts and and oh, uh, you know things 100%. like percent go into it. So well, bare bones, bare yeah. bones. You know, without getting into the nitty, like these people are so confused that they can't understand why. Just on that basic level, I'm not gonna get into fucking contract law with them. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't really think that they're set up for success to debate the finer points of such things. M- must must have blew their minds when Ezra made it to the CW show. Yeah, I'll say this: it blew my fucking mind because I didn't see it coming from from any distance away. Uh, correct um, me if I'm wrong. Didn't he also show up on uh, Peacemaker with Aquaman? He did. They did. Yeah. They did. They they did. Uh, Ezra yeah. Miller's so how about- are they them? Uh, yeah, they they did, and they were really funny on it too. Like right alongside Jason Momoa, that was that was, I I love that show. I've watched that show twice. Uh, so oh, far, yeah, I've yeah, I watched it when it was first on, and then uh, Darren and I rewatched it a few months ago. Just we were like, fuck it, you just want to watch Peacemaker, and she was like, yeah. It's what nine uh, episodes of that? Eight, I think. Eight, cool. Yeah. Um, Robert and- Patrick, man, woo. Yeah, he he was great in it. Such a magnificent bastard. I mean, he's actually arguably one of the few things I like about this new season of Reacher as well. Yeah, I've you're not the first person I've heard talk about Reacher even today. It it seems to be uh you know just uh hitting a lot of notes for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, it's hitting it's hitting a lot of flat notes for me with season two. I I think it's been pretty fucking mediocre. I've had a lot of people tell me to watch it, so I'm probably not going to watch it for that reason. Uh, I'm telling you right I now, the, fir- the first season is done really well. Cool. It, re- it really is. The second season, not so much. The people that they got, it's not Alan Richson that's the issue. It's the fact that, like, 
he's working in the show in this season with people that he used to have like a special investigations Ooh. unit under his command when he was in the army like okay. and they were investigating like drug deals on bases and stuff like that um the people who were in his unit and he's now like touching base with again to solve like a murder and blah 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 years later um they suck they are not good actors oh wow it's um, like they pulled up ncis you know yeah it, i mean no lie that exact thing crossed my mind while i was watching reacher that exact thing is NCIS. that a yes i'm show or, or Prime, was... yeah um Sorinda Swan is one of the people in it. Uh, she, I only know her from having appeared briefly as Zatanna in Smallville. She certainly looked the part of Zatanna in Smallville. Uh, and watching her in Reacher, I, I was like, wow, uh, you, I, I guess you, you look pretty good. That's, that's about it. Like, I, I, I just don't think, uh, I don't think she's a particularly uh, charismatic performer. Um, there's another woman that is in it. I can't remember her name. I can't remember anybody else's name because I didn't know who they were before this season. Um, and she is just not great either. I, I think she's better than Sarinda Swan, but, but not by much that, I mean, that's like, that's like saying, you know, like, oh man, I had I had the runs, but it, at least it, at least it was solid and not like liquid. Like, yeah, no, it's still the runs, man. Uh, so, you know, not not great. Um, in the writing, in some of the editing is just terrible. Um, I just it's hard to explain without without somebody seeing exactly what it is I'm talking about. But um, I was almost physically pained huh. watch. And it's, I think it's got like one episode left of this season and it sucks because I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who love this season as well as Justin was, was saying. Um, and you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to yuck anybody else's yum. You, you know the deal, but um good god dude like i just if you if you want i don't want to be insulting to anybody but the fact of the matter is like my feeling is if you watch season one and you loved reacher yeah you were right because it was it was done very competently at the very least very competently but I I found it to be done well. I personally enjoyed it. I thought it was done very well. I haven't watched it yet, but I've I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, if you are someone who watched that first season and then you are watching the second season and you're like, damn, this second season is fucking dope tastic. Um, there's a couple things that I I I'm, I need to like wrap my head head around, and the first of which may be. Oh, um, since you watched the first season, did somebody either on purpose or by accident uh, hit you as hard as they fucking could in your skull with a tack hammer? Because 
that might account for your lower intelligence to enjoy it. Uh, second, um, are you just a giant fan of the book series and you need the second season to be just as good as the first season? And, and quite frankly, if you're not a, 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 like sort of 2A, if you're not a fan of the book series, but you really did get a huge kick out of the first season, do you need the second season to be just as good as the first season because of how much you like the first season? Um, there are a lot of people like that. We've seen them. Like there are a lot of fans uh, and fanboys and people who wouldn't necessarily realize themselves to admit that they are fanboys, but they need a thing. They need to say that a thing is good because they've built up so much around it themselves that it's the only course left to them. They have to, they, you know, it, a prime example, right? I was over the moon that Superman returns was being made into a movie. I saw it on the special sneak preview night the week it came out. I stood in line to get into the theater. I sat down and I felt my heart jump out of my chest when John Williams score started up at the very beginning of that movie. And as I continued to watch the movie, I just like started to feel more and more down. And by the end of it, I wasn't quite sure how to react, but everyone who knew me, they know that I'm a, I'm a big Superman fan that I was super excited about that movie. Superman returns coming out. And for a good, at least month after it came out, I was like, no, I liked it. It was good. It was good. It was good. And then finally after a month, like the, the denial I was able to break through and I was like, the movie was terrible. I fucking hated it. I, I, I fucking hated so much of it. The only thing I didn't hate was the, the casting of Brandon Routh as Clark Kent and Superman. And, but it took weeks for me to be able to get to that point. And thankfully I did get to that point on my own, you know, interesting. Where, yeah. Whereas, whereas there are plenty of fans out there for any number of things, Jack Reacher, you know, Reacher included that, cannot admit that part of not necessarily all of, but at least a portion of the thing that they have found recently that they enjoy may not be that good. And, and I feel like that's a bit of what we're seeing with season two, not to mention, I really do think that season two um, because of its nature, having been adapted by uh, uh, adapted from novels by Lee child, uh, that have like innumerable volumes from what I understand. Like there's a oh, number wow. of, of these books uh, from what I'm given to understand um, that the, the, it's like powered by boomer, you know, like you're not going to, you're not going to convince them that this show isn't that great. Like it's, it's bad. Like you think about, you think about like, what's the best way to put it? I, I would think of the effect like uh, Game of Thrones, the last season, where now, as a result, people are understanding, oh, that wasn't so good. And people can get swept up in kind of like that exuberance of like the water cooler at work and being able to talk about the newest episode and stuff. It seems like there's that those sort of aspects of like pop culture psychology 
where maybe you don't realize until afterwards that hey maybe that batter of battle of winterfell wasn't as great as i thought it was you know or, or the last two and a half seasons you know however you take I, it. I thought that the season before that was was okay i mean it, it was leading somewhere and then the last one didn't deliver you know the last one definitely didn't deliver. And, and Brandon, the funny thing too is when you talk about this, I've not seen a stitch of Reacher, but I have seen The Witcher. I hate season three of The Witcher. It is trash. It is it is something that it's like everyone that's on it doesn't doesn't come across like they did in previous seasons. It doesn't seem like it's well put together or anything. And season and it's three like, of The Witcher. Yeah, season three of The Witcher. It, there's two parts. Is, of it. is uh, Henry Cavill in the first part? Or he's, or, sti- he's still in both parts of it, yeah. So, both part, yeah. So it's supposed to be the next season that takes over with the uh, Hemsworth. So I, 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 I wanted to say like like Gideon Hills, but I don't know what his name. It's like the fifth. Oh, one. I don't even think did I watch season three? It's it's so not good, and and it was one of those things that made me genuinely hey, mad. Dara, I didn't like it? Did we watch season three of The Witcher? Did you even know that it fucking came out? Oh, well. I am sorry to be the harbinger of that for you because now you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, son of a bitch, he was right. <laughs> no, that, I mean, I've I've lived my life long enough here without having seen it. Yeah, and... no, it's, it's totally fine. Oh, you know what? Now that you say, I, I think we, didn't we just make the conscious decision to say fuck it because like, what's the point? Henry Cavill's gone after the season anyway. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And I'm not even like a big like Henry Cavill's the man kind of guy. It's just I, I kind of think that's his best role, to be honest with you. Well, you, you know what turned me off about it is uh, you know hearing what happened behind the scenes. Like he is such a avid Witcher fan, and he got shot yeah. down trying to explain you know how the character should be. And uh, I forgot what the director said, but essentially, you know, if you don't like it, leave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's He's like, oh, okay, then leave. It is. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, did he just call our bluff, guys? I, I was going to tell you, we were talking about CW earlier, right? They um they decided to bring on a certain actor who is uh what I would call C CW chic, right? That's right. Um, Robbie Amell. Oh, Christ on a <laughs> So when you bring in Robbie Amell and he's doing his best Christian Bale Batman voice, can you imagine this show? <laughs> just build on that. <laughs> no matter what, like just build on that. And it's like, I, I imagine you would have like 90s Joe Piscopo straight to DVD, like uh, sort of like wah, wah, piano going in the back. You know? He's got a show on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, called Upload. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, the, the, yeah. Robbie Amell. I thought you meant Joe Piscopo. It's like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Joe. Really? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, a weightless show. Did I, did I go into a coma and wake up? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, hang me on a hook, Johnny. I went to the, um, a friend of mine invited me to the movies this, uh, today. And uh, it was the Amazon and Miramax movie. No. Uh, Beekeeper. Miramax. Oh. Does that mean Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were in it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, J- Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. The beekeeper. Yeah, and, uh, Felicia Rashad, right? She played the woman. I, the I've heard it's deeply terrible. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. That doesn't convince me. So it's, it's action <laughs> packed, is what you're saying, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Mr. Positivity like over Kingsman? here. 
Is it like the Kingsman lacking any substance, though? Well, oh god, the Kingsman! That movie was awful. I didn't see that one. I just saw oh. the first two. I think I enjoyed oh. the Kingsman, but uh, yeah, Beekeeper is kind of like, um, hey, we want to make a John Wick type movie, but for J- Jason Statham, and don't kill a puppy. You know, it's sort of like he's the um, you know uh, agent that's retired, or the the special you know killer that's retired, and. You know, he's brought back from retirement for some special mission or not what really makes, special mission, what but makes total data, sense you know? to me guys when you have somebody that just doesn't need to practice at things anymore to be like really good at stuff because that's how that's how things work in real life you don't have to practice anymore if you're that good you know <laughs> is there's it no true that if you don't use it you lose it no that that's a real not question? true at all <laughs> is that a real question <laughs> no no it's not <laughs> I was prepared so funny for that, that one. It's his wife that he's asking that. Too. Yeah. Yep. Um, Nancy Wells. But uh, yeah, freaking deep cut uh, kids listening. The, that's the 40 year old virgin from 2005. <laughs> is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? Is that a real question? No, no, it isn't. <laughs> can I, can um, I buy these? No, you have to buy them on eBay. But I'm, but right I'm here. here and I have the money. <laughs> I can give you money. I can yeah, hand but... you money. But we sell the things on eBay. That's the name of the store. <laughs> but but it's here, and I'm not on eBay. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's that's the store. That's what we do. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm just going to I'm gonna take these boots, and I'm going to leave this money right here. And you can just take this money when you're ready, and I'm going to walk out of the store with the boots. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh. I was always curious what he was going to do with those boots. John John Wick. I mean, we've already gotten another version of John Wick, which is nobody. Oh, yeah, that was so good, too. Or the Equalizer. Y- yeah, right. Fair enough. And and look, I don't even care. I will watch the crap out of that character forever. Yeah. Who, who uh, John Wick? Uh, no, because he's, he's kind of done. I'd say the Equalizer. I haven't seen two or three. Two was Actually, no. Did yeah. I see two? two? No, I saw two. I didn't two see does three. the same thing that uh, the Kingsman does, and uh, it brings in Pedro Pascal. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Are you fucking serious? I, yeah, 100%. Now, who do you think he's going to play? <laughs> I'm going to go with the adversary. Oh, come on. It's getting too easy. <laughs> At this point, Leo's like, and guess who showed up in the beekeeper? And I'm like, no shit, really? I'm like, no, I I think we would have heard that. Mr. Fantastic himself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say if you um I, I was thinking about this recently too, like whilst watching the second season of Reacher and I've never read any of the books. I've only seen the two uh, Tom Cruise movies in the previous season for what's currently playing on Amazon Prime as well. And uh, wait, wait a second. There was a second Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, was that just called Reacher? Because the first one was Jack Reacher, right? No, the first one was Jack Reacher. I think the second one was like Jack Reacher never looked back or something like that. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. 
The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you oh okay so it's not just a clever i like the first one i i didn't see the second one yeah you didn't miss a whole hell of a lot quite frankly it was a waste of christopher mcquarrie's talents yes sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no it's okay um interrupt (laughs) well yeah i was in the middle of saying something um yeah, never go back. That's what it's called. I was really close on that. Jack Reacher, never go back. Came out in 2016. I liked collateral. I mean, does that count? Is I've that never seen thing? collateral. That's that's like that movie's the beginning of the end of Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> when she met Tom Cruise and started believing some of the Scientology UGs. Ugh, gross. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to see something that uh, is a movie that I actually think is far closer to uh, to Reacher, um, like the show as opposed to Tom Cruise's uh, Elf slash Brandon sized version, um, you should watch Ben Affleck's movie The Accountant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just uh, telling my wife about that because she had never seen it. I think we're going to watch it this week. Yeah, that's um, that's much closer to Reacher than the movie Jack Reacher starring Tom Cruise. I, I thought you were going to say Some of All Fears. Oh, hi. Hi, bud. With Jack Ryan? <laughs> oh, no. No, not that. Hi. There's also that new Marky Mark movie. Um, no, there isn't. Where he's like a uh, undercover agent and has a family. Supposed come to on, like... come on, feel it, feel it. I don't know, man, because I saw Mile Sixteen or whatever, and it was one of the most god awful experiences of my life. He's snapping an elastic band on him, and John Malkovich is in it, and I'm like, John Malkovich, how could you do this? I think Ronda Rousey was in it at one point, and I'm like, look, this is not good. I don't know who greenlit this project or anything, but it is just not a good movie. It, it it seems like that's like a a hot okay, go, go with mama Sorry. you know uh, storyline right now you know the the hidden you know agent you know needs to reactivate or something because there's also a Anna Kendrick uh, movie that's very similar that just Anna came. Kendrick yeah she was She's in the accountant yeah in the accountant and she was in that other one that uh, assassin movie with uh, Sam uh, uh, oh crap now I can't think of his last name. But um, you know, Jackson, uh, just, Justin Hammer, you know Sam. Uh... Oh, Rockwell, <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Yeah, <laughs> was it Mister Nobody or something? Yeah. Uh, Argyle comes out next next month. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, that's Sam Rockwell also, right? 
Is yes. It? Yes. So, yep. maybe. He's in it. Yeah, that looks good. That looks like it'll be fun. Yeah. I, I like is, Matthew Vaughn. Is the cat so. uh, the cat played by uh, Steve uh, Liam Neeson? <laughs> A particular <laughs> set of skills. They include clawing and scratching. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. So the beekeeper, what um, what's the the gist? It's just like explosions, and like he walks into a a control room with a bazooka and stuff, or is he like well, setting bees on people? No. So um, he's an actual in the beginning of the movie. He's an actual beekeeper uh, making honey, and uh, the he's staying with this uh, older woman, um, and uh, she gets hit by some hackers that steal all our money, including a she's a teacher and she's like in charge of this uh, teacher's fund and they steal that as well. And she's so distraught that she kills herself. Oh, terrible. And yeah. So uh, he, he decides to wreak vengeance and it turns out he is a beekeeper, but also the beekeepers are a elite uh, sort of like group that's like above like the FBI CSI, like, like nobody's above them. Uh, it's like essentially John Wick, but like for the good guys, you know. Just, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, like if you're a beekeeper, you're you can kill anybody. Like uh, matter of fact, they use that. Like uh, a 007. <laughs> like a Spectre from Mass Effect. You know, they're uh, kind of like above all the. the I think I think the point is we've just proven it's not a terribly unique idea. Oh, oh no yeah. no no, it's not. But it has some good action and uh, some good humor. You know. Um, I enjoyed it, you know, cool. it's, uh, there's one scene where, you know, um, they know like, you know, his next target is in Boston. Uh, so, um, uh, the FBI is like all out front, you know, trying to set up a perimeter and everything they're planning. Then he's like, just walks into the huddle and just starts, you know, uh, talking with them and they realize who he is. And then he just like lays them all out. It's pretty funny. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It is kind of funny. A little, unrealistic, a little but, statement you know, on over preparation. Slightly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. um you got I I watched one of my favorite um non-holiday holiday movies uh right around Christmas time. Die Hard. Uh, no. Grudge match? Uh Better Off Dead. Nice. Yeah. Savage Steve Holland starring John Cusack. And Curtis Armstrong, I have to say, damn straight, Curtis Armstrong. Curtis Armstrong is a fucking unsung hero. Yes, he that dude's comedic timing and delivery, like he's so fucking good in Better Off Dead, Risky Business, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, in uh, One Crazy Summer. Like the guy is he? I mean. Charles DeMar, his character in One Crazy Summer, has to be yes. one of my all-time favorite goofball characters in anything. Because he's, like, so... He's so smart and fucking dumb at the same exact time. And I think... And it's not, like, goofy movie dumb, per se. It's just, like, it's real world. Like, you have to be the dumbest smart person I've ever met. Like, that... And I think we've all met people like that. It's like, dude... You would be so great if you just didn't get in your own fucking way. What is happening? 
And like he has that same thing that Booger has, that like indifference and in, in like slacker <laughs> nature, like where he's snorting snow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think the main <laughs> the main difference is that like uh Charles DeMara just doesn't take anything seriously enough, like at all. Like not even enough to like get out of high school. That's I mean the joke, like Lane. I've been going to this high school for seven and a half years. I know high school girls. I'm no dummy. Like that's yeah, exactly that encompasses the entirety of that character. And uh, I, you know, I, I just I, I kept going around to Dara for like three days afterwards and grabbing her cheeks and going Christmas, just like Mrs. Smith does to. Um, oh my god, I can't even remember. Was it Monique or something like that? I think, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. Christmas. Charles, Charles Delmar wears a top hat, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you have any idea what the street value of this mountain is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's such a good thing. Yeah, that, that was a, a, a great yeah. Movie. You have any advice for me? Yeah, go that way really, really fast. fast. If something gets in your way turn yeah thanks man you've been a big help uh, i actually i made it like fucking four minutes into the movie and he already like busted my gut like and and i've seen the movie so much but i just i wasn't i was not paying full attention it's a it's delivery when, that gets you yeah it, it really it really it is it's he, he sells it all so so hard and so well they they're lanes at the tryouts to join the ski team it's like i said the very beginning and he's there with his girlfriend uh, and with, with Charles and the captain of the ski team, Stalin is his name. Um, he, he sweeps over and he's just like, he looks, he looks over the crowd. And of course, you know, there's Charles, the girlfriend lane, few other people. And the guy just looks right in and he goes, Oh, you look like a happy little helper. What's your name? <laughs> it goes right to the group of people. And Kirk's arms are without missing a beat, full smile, genuine, like not a hint of irony. He just goes, Charles DeMar. <laughs> like he's clearly hitting on Lane's girlfriend. But god damn it, Curtis Armstrong looks so fucking happy. He's like, Charles DeMar, thank you for noticing. <laughs> not you, stupid. And, you know, and later on when the, he's like, Oh, Meyer, looks like you brought your date with you, but she could have used a closer shave because it's just Lane and his boy Charles going stag together at the dance. But Charles looks at him <laughs> and he's just like. Because <laughs> the beard. <laughs> and does that. Three different times over the next 15 it minutes. It was so emasculating. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that is one of the things, like, I realized while watching, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is one of those things as a kid that along with, like, like comments from my uncles and stuff like that informed how I reacted to oh, people definitely. who tried to pick on me. Definitely. Like, I realized, like, oh, my God, if I laugh at what they say, then it has no power whatsoever, and they don't know what to fucking do. And uh, yeah, I mean, Charles DeMar, he brings it to an extreme. Like when you've forgotten about it, the guy, that dickhead is dancing on the floor 
And then all of a sudden, Charles Damara is right next to him. And he's just like, but because the, because the, <laughs> like, he's just, oh man, it masterful. Like, to, to that, be like, that oh, movie, that movie has so many people in it, too. I mean, it, it oh, even, I know. like, like just you go and it has uh, Kevin from Head of the Class, Dan Schneider, who would go on to do so much stuff with Nickelodeon and then eventually, you know, get kicked off Nickelodeon for being a creep because but, uh, he did a bunch of other stuff yeah, with exactly. Nickelodeon that they didn't know or want him to do. Yep. Yep. So, so he was there um, and you have, um, so uh, one of the, one of the guys, David Ogden Steers from uh, yep, Nash, yep. Kim Darby, bad. who played the, uh, we would know her almost immediately as the college professor who tries to guide Todd in Teen Wolf 2. Oh, okay. uh, she also showed up uh, in some John Wayne. Movie. I want to say it was True Grit when she was, you know, a, a bit oh, younger. Wow. Um, but yeah, like I, I knew who she I think was. Of the race car driver, you know, who who played the, oh, yeah. uh, the bad plays guy from Chosen. Uh, yeah, Chosen. Yeah, exactly. In the Karate Kid Part <laughs> 2. Maya. Oh, yeah. yeah true, I mean, True Grit. You're right. Wow. Thank you. Look at that. <laughs> Walking IMDb, bitches. Um, Internet movie data, Brandon. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. TM. <laughs> <laughs> TM. Um, and uh, Taylor Negron as yep. the mailman. <laughs> What's a little boy like you doing with big boy smut like this? <laughs> hey, Lane, I heard about you and your girlfriend, and I was wondering if it'd be all right if I asked her out for this Friday. <laughs> um. Uh, the girl who plays uh, the girlfriend. I can't. I can't remember the girlfriend's name, but uh, Diane. I I follow her. Her no, no. Diane Franklin is the one who plays Monique. Uh, but Amanda Wiss is the one who plays the ex girlfriend who was also in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, it's it's pronounced Wiss. Yeah, yeah. It, um, uh, the first one. She she plays uh the one that gets killed on the ceiling, right? Yeah, Tina. Um. Then obviously Curtis Armstrong. Um, oh, oh, uh, the dude that plays the teacher. He's been in so many things. He's passed away now. Uh, you, you'll know exactly. You know the uh, creepy-ish bald guy. You guys ever see Death to Smoochie? Yes. Buggy. Oh, he, oh, he played Buggy in that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. He, Buggy, I thought you cleaned up. Yeah, I cleaned up all right. Half the fucking poppies in Asia. <laughs> um, <laughs> was was he also in Scary Movie? I can't remember. Oh, but you yeah. know, he has one of those one of those very made for horror slash horror comedy faces. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's like a lot of fun stuff in there. But one of the things I I, I actually dig notice uh whilst watching oh uh what's her name elizabeth daly oh yeah yeah yep she sings the title song better off dead and uh her band in the in the movie like they sing that at the school dance uh as well as just perform as the band for the entirety of the dance uh but yeah i was like hey that's tommy pickles voice that's great you may know her as eg daly um you know she's like the other side of the coin for um Dottie, I'm Tara, a rebel. I'm a little for Tara Strong. Like <laughs> they're both like the same size blonde woman. <laughs> yeah, they they look remarkably alike alike. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny. The only other thing I've ever seen 
uh, EG Daily in was another one of my favorite holiday. Huh. Maybe my favorite big adventure, right? Maybe my favorite holiday movies actually just involve Elizabeth Daly showing up in them. No, uh, not Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Although I'm, I'm well, I'm a loader, Dottie, the rebel. Um, no, I, I'm well, no, uh, Dutch. Oh, she was in Dutch. No, oh, she, yeah, she was. She was one of the girls that uh, stole their wallet. Yep. 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 I think he stole his wallet. <laughs> Gets a mouthful of uh, friggin' like lavender body lotion. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that's a Thanksgiving she- movie, right? It yeah. is. It is yeah. a Thanksgiving movie. One yeah, of Shooter the few. in it. <laughs> Shooter Mc- yeah, one of the many movies where he plays a complete and <laughs> scumbag. total scumbag asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the few like full on. This is a Thanksgiving movie films out there, and it's and it's fun. It's not like depressing. Like if somebody were like, "Oh, would you do you want to watch uh, Home for the Holidays?" No. Got or it. do you or do you want to watch and Dutch? I'll like, watch Dutch, please and thank you. As a matter of fact, do you have a physical copy of Home for the Holidays? Awesome. I have a lighter. Let's go out to the backyard and take care of that right now. Because mm-hmm. I do not like that movie. That was the only reason that movie is any is worth any kind of a damn at all, as far as I'm concerned. Well, okay, two reasons, too. Because uh, one one is a little bit nicer for realis- realism, but one, it closes the gap in the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon game between Charlie Chaplin and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, because the woman that plays the weird aunt in Home for the Holidays is Charlie Chaplin's daughter, Geraldine Chaplin. I'm... um. I'm uh, upset that you made me re- remember this movie, so I don't. Oh yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> streaming oh. services make me ha- remember it every fucking year because they literally have like, like three or four fucking movies that they can recommend around Thanksgiving, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm actually not that big a fan of planes, trains, and automobiles, so you can just put that one back in your holster, all right, Hulu, <laughs> and then. Like well, what? What else is it? Home for the holidays, trading um, places. Trading places. Trading places can be uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, um, funny people. Funny people with Adam Sandler. Uh, that's a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, I don't. Is it? I don't oh, care. we're gonna talk about Home for the Holidays. We can't talk about funny people. <laughs> I mean, my reaction to funny people is the same as. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I like Home for the Holidays. I'm not saying I like funny people. But funny people is not one that I've had like danced in front of my face when it comes to that particular holiday. Um, it, it has escaped my my attention. Yeah, Adam Sandler goes to uh, their uh, ho- uh yeah, holiday. yeah, there. I rem- yeah, because that's when Jonah Hill finds out that. Uh, what's his name? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen dicked him over. Yeah, and and Jason Schwartzman's trying to put everything back together. Yeah, Jason underutilized. Yeah. Uh, what a what a character. Yeah. But but yeah. Um. Jesus fucking Christ! I just I I lost the thread here. God damn it! Oh yeah. Um. Home for the holidays and shit. Uh, but. As I was as I was watching, as I was regardless of all that, um, jumping back through, okay, Home for the Holidays, Dutch, Better Off Dead, um, Diane Franklin, the woman who played Monique, 
in in Better Off Dead. Uh, she plays one of the princesses in Bill and Ted. Excellent Adventure. And is it? She's in Excellent Adventure, and then they recast her for Bogus Journey, I think. That was sounds she, correct. Was she in both? I I don't no, think they're the he, same ones. No, you know what? I think I think she was in both, but they definitely recast um the actress from the first movie into the second movie because in the second movie, the blonde princess is played by Sarah Trigger, who uh, I know at least Justin would know as the woman who played Draza's ex-girlfriend in PCU. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, fun <laughs> fact, she and John Cryer were married for uh, several years, and they have a kid together. They got they eventually ended up getting divorced. But, yeah, she was married to John Cryer. Wow. Uh, yeah. And um, here's another thing that I did not realize until just recently after knowing, like, having a cursory knowledge of who she was for all these years. Uh, when she plays one of the two princesses in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was not in Bogus Journey. Oh, so then it was it was excellent adventure. Yeah. Uh, Annette Bacuzzi is who it was. Yeah, that was Bogus Journey, right? Yeah. With yeah. Sarah so Kitty. she so then she was in Excellent Adventure. Um, find I come to find out that when she's in that movie playing one of the princesses, um, Diane Franklin, she's you know the one from Better Off Dead. She is not British. She is not French. Nothing like that. Okay. Um, she was she was just doing an American French accent and she's in better off that, you know, Christmas. And um, but the funny thing is, is Sarah Trigger, um, I came to find out just this past year because uh, of my own rabbit holing uh, that British accent that she uses in Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure. That's her real accent. Okay. And the American accent she speaks in in PCU is her fake one. Wow, she really hasn't done much. I mean, let's see. Never she seen her like... in anything but those two things. Uh, she's done a series, uh, some last. Cool. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to repeat <laughs> what I said. Those are the only things I have ever seen her in. Yeah, the the adventures of Lass. Apparently, she did one, two, and three, and they're all shorts. Well, she was in Murder She Wrote, Charles in Charge, Freddy's Nightmares. Bro, I was born wow. in 1982, Leo. I'm gonna be 42 next month. Even though I look like I'm going to be 62. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have you guys have you can you guys tell that like I I I just fucking said fuck it and stopped dyeing my beard this no, season. No no just for men for you. I mean, I have plenty of it. I've just been so lazy like over the over the Christmas break. I was like fuck it. And I was like, I mean, if ever there's a time that you're just going to be like cool with being chubby, bright-eyed and a bright white beard, I guess it may as well be around Christmas time. You know, do do not, you look like James Lipton when you dye your beard? I mean, you've seen me with a dyed beard. So. No, if it, oh, I don't know if I see you with like a dyed dark beard and all that. If you'd maybe look like James Lipton, you'd be like, you've inside seen the actus. I, okay, so like, 
I have very bright lights on, but like the dark in my beard, right? Okay. It's all it's this right here that's left. Yep. And it goes in like He's pointing to his mustache, his muzzle, right? So see, the Hulk Hogan shape. You can shape. see where see where it's darker. Like I do. Okay, so it does that on both sides. Um it's it's definitely got like a a faded super villain thing going on. Uh but when I when I die and like this actually cuz I like I said I have a lot of bright white light shining at my fucking my face right now. But this isn't quite as light as it appears. This is more salt and pepper. Okay. But with contrast of everything around it like of course it looks lighter um when i when i do dye this i i dye up to here okay and then hit the mustache yeah that's what i thought you leave kind of like the patch for your chin like uh yeah like silver or white yeah. and i don't really touch i don't touch this either because that you know that's pretty dark still believe it or yeah, not because you're, you're not a jazz musician so you don't leave the soul patch you know on by its own you know, yeah. it's it's part of the whole. But uh, but yeah, like so I I leave this because the thing of it, too, is like this is what started going white before anything else long. Like this is the very first white that showed up in my facial hair. um, And that makes sense because this is where I had the most red. In my facial hair. And. All the places where I had red were where it started going incredibly white very quickly. And that was here, like right um, on the sides, like right by my cheeks and just like kind of touching and kissing into my sideburns. So like it was like white as fuck, white as fuck, white as fuck. And I'm like, I look like a guy's worst impression of a zebra. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> And so I, I was just like, you know what? I, I bought, I buy just for men beard dye, and uh, I actually kind of mix and match because, you know, if you just go like a straight dark color, especially like having dark hair, it's like so grossly noticeable that it's been dyed. Whereas, like, if you play around with like a few different shades of color and really like you know get a decent amount of uh like color changing cream like to to just kind of blend it uh you can i I've, I've been doing it for years like i i put it on i leave it on it's exactly the right amount of everything that's there so it doesn't burn my face while it's on because you know it can really fuck up your skin uh and then i wash it off i hop in the shower and just scrub and shampoo and condition it to make sure that i have everything out of there that shouldn't be in there anymore and within a day it looks completely fucking natural like looks real it's like oh brandon he doesn't dye his beard <laughs> i'll never tell <laughs> leo do you ever grow out of a beard like a big uh sort of uh beard like a full connected one uh no no uh, goatee I, I, just the goatee <laughs> just to go can't catch me i'm the ginger beard man <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can see him with like kind of that big beard, you know. But I, I would, I, I would see you where you'd cut the mustache off and have like the, uh, the, the Father Christmas sort of beard. Okay. And Leo's like, no, 
<laughs> that, like this, that's Leah's entire demeanor right now. Like, oh, that's that's great that you could fucking see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really glad for you. <laughs> I, I I don't think I've shaved this in uh, I don't know maybe twenty plus years. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I, I've had mustache since, since. Yeah, I just, just buzz it down. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought nice. about, to your I thought favorite uh, podcasters, everyone. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know the, I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna be going through so many fucking changes by the end of this goddamn year. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look like the ghost of Brandon past, <laughs> by the time we hit this point in 2025. Like. I my my doctor put me on Monjaro. It's basically like the next step past Ozempic. And um Leo, I got to tell you, I understand what what some people <laughs> were saying about uh Ozempic and how it just kind of like makes you gassy cuz I had like the weirdest high-pitched burps for like <laughs> 3 weeks. Is no, like seriously, it's so fucked up, man. Like I'm sitting there and, I, and like I'm just like I'm like Bleh. I'm like ah, what the yeah. fuck, dude? Right? right? Like that's that's what, door, yeah. That's what you meant because like as soon as it started happening, I'm like, this is what Leo was referring to. I get it now. <laughs> um, make sure your doctor gives you nausea medication if it's if it's gonna work anything like uh, uh, what I was on. Um, by the way, my, I, we're new insurance. We're battling right now. Um, they don't oh, cover boy. it. So, um, the doctor filed an appeal waiting to hear back on that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I I've, just I've been on it and guys, that's, that's all it's, what's that? I just spend all my money on action figures. I'd love to spend all my money on action figures or something worthwhile. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm getting surgery because uh, this whole medications and trying to keep myself alive with swallowing fucking pills and injecting things into myself. Like that's not quite sustainable. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to like, yeah, I'm, I'm overweight, but like I'm at, I'm at a sweet spot right now in like the conditions I have and the weight I am to get the surgery to get, I'm, you know, for, I'm, I'm planning on getting gastric bypass. Yep. You were saying, uh, and, and this is, this will be my second check-in, uh, this month in January out of the three I have to do for supervised, uh, diet and physical exercise. I bought a walking pad uh online it was it, is that like a thing that you walk on in place or something yeah yeah it's like a treadmill yeah. basically uh but it goes up it goes up to like six miles an hour four five or six miles an hour it's uh it's pretty good uh but yeah like you just set it to go on like a nice leisurely walk i can put it right in front of my fucking tv plug it in has a remote has a little tray to put your like phone if you want to watch a video or listen to music and just like walk for like half an hour. I don't even have to leave my house. I hate people in. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, it's called Ondedestron. 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 I mean, this yeah. sounds like something from a James Cameron Avatar sequel. Seriously, the um, the nausea. Oh, when it, when it hits you, this stuff is a lifesaver. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, you're pretty rough for a while on that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten any real nausea per se. So that's it, not really been my issue. How how long are you on it? Currently? That's my answer. Currently. I mean, so like with mine, they had to build up uh, dosages. Is oh, this... he put me he put me on seven for the first month and then just put me on ten for the second month. Okay, so when you get higher, most likely you'll probably need it. Well, on the plus side of things, I shouldn't need it for too long because like I'm probably going to be getting surgery in like March or April. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um so the whole gambit there is to get it so that I don't have to take, you know, put my, I have, you know, very well controlled diabetes, but, you know, put my, my diabetes into remission and make it so I don't have to take blood pressure medication and stuff anymore. Uh, and, you know, reduce my reliance um, significantly, if not altogether on my CPAP, you know, so that that's part and parcel with like this particular medication as well. Like I shouldn't need to take it for very long uh, after getting apparently they take your stomach and, you know, it can use a stomach can usually expand uh, just a little bit past like two liters um, with the surgery. This, my stomach will be about the size of an egg. So like, looking at food is going to fill me up so yep, my, my buddy justin had it he was uh probably close to 500 pounds and uh you know he he had it and uh i mean he was burping all the time and he could uh only drink water and eat ice for quite some time you know he he would um eat very small portions of things and he's like yeah i can't believe it i've never not finished a cheeseburger before I'm like yeah yeah man <laughs> But he lost yeah. like 180 pounds um, relatively quickly. Yeah, and that that's the thing is like, like I said, I'm not I, my my weight right now is I'm I'm 253. Um, I'm not my weight isn't the biggest. No pun intended. It's not the the biggest issue out of everything. It's it's all the other conditions I have, the comorbidities in conjunction. Um, and that's why, like I said, like I'm, I'm at a spot right now. Like if I don't take care of it after all the things I've tried on my own now, then it's just going to spiral out of control. I mean, my, my surgeon flat out says, me, he's like, if you don't get this surgery, you're probably going to be dead in 10 years. And like, he wasn't being a jerk about it. He really wasn't like, I can't stress that enough. He was just being it was actually a really good bedside manner. He was, he was approaching it with like a little bit of affability, but really impressing the seriousness of the situation. He's like, you know, I'll be honest with you. If you don't get it, you're going to be dead in 10 years. 
And, uh, you know, 10 years after you die, that might not be a problem for you. But, you know, more than likely, there are going to be some people around that wish maybe you were still hanging around. I was like, sir, how dare you assume that I have people in my life that care about me? The audacity. (laughs) The first thing I noticed about your comments towards me was the utter nerve and gall. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, oh, <laughs> hold on, stupid, damn it, my stupid headphone thing came out. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm deaf. No, wait a minute. It, the plug fell out. Never mind. I'm, uh, I'm down close to 50 right now with the, with the medication. That's oh, awesome. great. Great man, that's awesome. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've lost like fifteen. I'm uh trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's uh, the best most of us can do. So keep yep. on keeping on, man. Uh, you know, the craziest part about it for me was when, when talking with the doctor, uh, the surgeon. You know, he described my situation. Uh, before I even had a chance to tell him, he was like, yeah, so I'm going to guess uh, you were younger and you've always had like a little bit of extra weight, but nothing that was like too bad. And you were able to move well enough and and you probably started working some physical jobs. So you leaned out a bit in your twenties uh, and then you stopped working outside. You stopped manual labor. You started gaining some weight. You decided you needed to lose that weight because you were still young enough to think that you could just work hard and take care of it. And it did work for a few months. And then you just couldn't keep up depriving yourself constantly and on the work that you needed to do that was taking up a lot of your free time that you'd like to spend on other pursuits. And now we are where we are. And I was like, you call him a wizard. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mr. Wizard, I don't want to be here anymore. She's a witch. <laughs> Twiddle, twazzle, twazzle, twom. Time for fat boy to go home. <laughs> he throws a smoke pellet. He's like, you're still here. <laughs> Greetings and Shabibans. We are the Retro Reductibus Cephala Podcast. A long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Red Octopus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some, <clears throat> very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network, with new episodes every technical Tuesday. What's that? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Octopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. I mean... Leo definitely gets the Mr. Wizard reference I just made. I know that. Yeah, that Mr. Was... Wizard from the uh, early days of Nickelodeon? No. Mr. Wizard was a cartoon long before the science thing. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. Because you were thinking about the guy in like the red sweater with the button down shirt underneath and he would show us how to like make tornadoes in a bottle or some bullshit we're gonna like need that. another timmy <laughs> um <laughs> no there was Lizzie. a cart there was a, a cartoon years ago um mr wizard and this kid would always be like i wish i could blah 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 and the wizard would always be like okay and he'd send him off to do whatever because it would always be like if only i could and then it'd be one of those like be careful what you wish for type deals. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the kid would always end up being being like, Mr. Wizard, I wanna go home. And then you'd hear Mr. Wizard go, Twizzle, 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 twome. Time for this one to go home. And um I'm the only fucking 42-year-old person I know that knows that at all. Was that on and- public television or Oh God, I I remembered videotapes of it. Oh wow! When I was okay. growing up, like yeah, it was it was more akin to like old school, like fractured fairy tales, underdog style. Yeah, I was thinking I was a big Tennessee tuxedo guy and Go Go Gophers, and I always remember the three D B B. A lot of people our age, I had to explain that they referenced it in the Matrix because a buddy of mine back in the day he was like i just don't understand why the fuck he would say anything about that nickelodeon show in the middle of everything that's going on and i was just like are you are you fuck you're fucking with me right now right they're like no i i honestly don't know do you know why and i'm like because they weren't referencing the nickelodeon show And it, it was just like, what do you mean? What else could they be talking when, about? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne was handing him the pills. No, um, it's when Neo was trying to get away from Agent Smith towards the end of the movie, like when they're about to have like their big throwdown in the subway, and uh, he's running through the streets, and Smith keeps turning into other people. One of my favorite things about that scene actually is you can see the guy that Neo just stole a cell phone from on the corner. And he's going like this to try and get cops' attention. Uh, and, of course, Keanu Reeves is, like, right at the forefront of the shot. If you rewatch The Matrix, uh, go back and pay special attention to this after Neo takes the cell phone from a denizen of The Matrix and how they're shouting for a cop in the background. It's Hugo Weaving, waving his hands back and forth in his suit so they could just have it look like it was the person. And then all of a sudden the camera whips and it's him. Like he turned into agent Smith, but it's actually, it's actually Hugo weaving the whole time. It's just like how they made the camera look like it was, it was Morpheus's reflection when he, you guys know that. I, I don't know which specific part because it is yeah. been a good. Number it's when they go, when part. they go to the Oracle's apartment um, and it shows his hand going to the doorknob, they actually had to like, put a, a strip of like green lime for like the tie and a couple strips of like black leather to make the camera in the middle of it look like it was still part of Lawrence Fishburne's wardrobe as he reached to the doorknob because you could see the reflection of the camera so clearly in the shot of the doorknob they were showing with his hand reaching towards it. Hmm. Um, 
but yeah, when Neo takes that can that phone from the the Matrix person that turns into Smith, uh, was it Tank? He was the yeah the Tank was one? the uh, the operator. Yeah, that I remember. Uh, yeah, Marcus Chung. Um, yeah, because then there was Dozer. Yeah, his brother, um, Tank, gets on the phone and he's like, "Hey, what you want? What do you like? What What are you doing? What do you want?" And Neo's just like. Mr. Wizard, I want to come home. And he goes, oh, I got a place for you, blah, 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 blah. You're not going to like it, though. And, and all that, how he has to start running through all these different places. Um, and my friend was like, I just, what the fuck does Mr. Wizard showing us how static electricity works on balloons have to do with Neo wanting to get the fuck out of the Matrix? And I was like, well, short answer, absolutely nothing. Long answer, because it's not supposed to. You're thinking of the wrong Mr. Wizard. And I had to explain the cartoon. And they oh, were just yeah, like, yeah. They were just like, what? And I was like, yeah. So when Neo gets on the phone and he says, Mr. Wizard, I want to come home. That's the little kid at the end of the of each story. And what he wants is for Tank to essentially say, Twizzle, Twazzle, Twazzle, Twome. Time for this one to come home. Like, Okay, yeah, I... I would yeah. not have gotten that. So, and uh, that's much like my wife Dara has always said, is because I'm actually seventy four. I'm I'm forty one, who looks like he's sixty, but I'm I'm really three quarters of a century old. <laughs> like, uh, we do posit sometimes that you are actually Sam Beckett, and one of these days you won't be here because you've leaped home. So that's that's absolutely preposterous. I think he's on to me. Hell, why won't I leap? <laughs> <laughs> that's what Ziggy told us. I mean, <laughs> I had a Ziggy app on my phone for the longest oh my time, God. <laughs> and I was so bummed when like they never updated it from the app store, but like it showed you, it, like it turned the whole screen into like Ziggy. And the fun thing about it was like you turn the volume up, you could punch the the buttons on it, and it would be like just like on the show. <laughs> and you could even be like you could smack it, and it would go. Ear, ear. It was it was one of my favorite level of apps. detail that that exists is oh. is such like a Star Trek trope because it's like I'm sure there's things that you can get to be like, hey, turn your phone into an actual tricorder. <laughs> it's like, dude, I was like. I was so heartbroken when I couldn't like it, it just it's not even available for my phone anymore. <laughs> like it, it I could type in like Ziggy Handlink in like on previous versions of my phone, I'd be able to like Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, find it no problem. And it's gonna have to get an old burner phone so he can use that. just so I can pretend that I'm I'm no. Al Calavici from Quantum Leap. Yep. Uh, yeah. Why I wouldn't mean, you? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a short loudmouth. I get it. What wasn't he also in Alien Three? Was he? No. I always confuse him with the other guy that looks just like. He was in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. All right. On 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 Sci-Fi. Yeah. Which that's that's crazy. This has been a crazy discussion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely that been guys are crazy. Been all over the place. I didn't even touch upon the near murder i almost committed 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, let's get that on recording. (laughs) Cross state lines and murder someone. (laughs) I don't think you should cover that at all. (laughs) Oh, why? why? You you feel like recorded evidence would be a bad thing to have? I do. I do feel becoming listed to a murder. Several state lines to commit murder. I do. Premeditated, cold-blooded murder. I've been meaning to tell you to lay low. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You may be wanted for murder. I killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brick killed a guy. They got out of hand really fast. Um, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I killed a man. I threw a trident at him, and then I killed him. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, you guys, you guys have a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I think we're good. We, I, we're good. I, 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 I legitimately had to, I had to fight the urge to drive to Connecticut and, and See, here, here we go again with recorded and, evidence and somebody's <laughs> you know? life with my own. I didn't though, and, and I haven't and I won't. Well, oh, and oh, I'll oh, never oh, do oh. it again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I I promise like, to never. Mur- I promise to never murder after this murder ever oh, again. Okay. Well, I mean, Scouts that's, Honor. Know, I can hold you to that. You're usually pretty I good promise, about your word, guys. <laughs> you know, Scouts Honor. He did, he did promise only once, so he's kept that promise. Uh, everybody gets one. Everybody, Tell him, gets Peter. One. Apparently, everybody gets one. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, according to Spider Man. Uh, every everyone gets one, I guess. <laughs> I I wanted to tell you guys something somewhat comic book related. Um, I have been reading a really cool book I just picked up. It's called Batman in Psychology. It's uh, a dark night, a dark and stormy night by Travis Langley. It's uh, there's a whole series of these, and I've been meaning to pick it up for a while, but it's it's excellent. It's really good. It's already gone into things like PTSD and the early stages of development that. Um, you know, um, lead up to kind of like Batman. Um, and just, he was right in that sweet spot at age eight when he understands things a little bit different if he was, if he was younger. So when they, they are just gotten into the kind of the meat and potatoes of it in chapter four or five, I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. So I've, I've been enjoying that book. I've got the daredevil one too, because I'm like, I'm just going to get it. Cause I'm going to go straight into that one. Nice. I, I replayed, um, Arkham, Asylum, Ooh. Arkham City, and Arkham Knight in the holiday season that we. Oh have. my god, that's <laughs> a, even just Arkham City is a is a hell of a time. That's a that's a long game, man. Well, then fun thing about Raider. I've I've never played Origins. I have no desire to. I'm good. The the Bane part was cool. I um, my doctor took me off of my wakefulness medication. Uh, so I needed something to keep me a bit more occupied and, uh, I forgot <laughs> without being on, on my meds that, uh, you know, keeping myself focused is half the problem because <laughs> the other half is, uh, not hyper-focusing and Brandon hyper-focused like a motherfucker on those games. Were, were you going after all the, the question mark trophies? Yeah. I'm not skilled enough to get all of them so i am currently at 93 percent on everything being completed for batman arkham knight nice man that's that's awesome 
Yes, awesome is certainly a word one could use to describe. <laughs> Did you pick that. up all the the downloadable content and all that for that one? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm just on like main game although i will say i i did do all the um most wanted missions i have 100 of those completed oh wow great yeah well, I, well, I, you, ass, you know the only the real really the only thing that's that's truly left for me is like azrael uh getting the last two bombs in miyagani island uh saving uh like two or three a few more firefighters Oh yeah, yep. Um, it's such and, a fun game, yeah. And did I, did I? I think I might have taken care of Firefly altogether at this point, but and then just like the main actual story where you stop Arkham Knight. Um, but yeah, I I gotta say it's it's been an, an a, a very Batman filled like month and a half for me, and uh, I I it's 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 so it's a it's such an interesting thing to sit there and play those games and get sucked into the story as you're doing it because I'm like, damn man, these are fucking these are really incredible. Like yeah. these these are done so well, and there's so much of it that I'm just like, man, I'm fine with thinking of Batman in in these terms. I'm I'm pretty damn good with it. I do not disagree. I think and, that's the the ultimate forms. Huh. Yeah, it, it, it's just like it, it pisses me the fuck off. And it, it, I mean, I was, I'm impressed and I, it really, uh, you know, reawakened how much I enjoyed those games. Um, I used to joke about my PlayStation 4 just being my my Batman machine because like <laughs> the the main reason I got it was to like play Batman games. But um, but yeah, like I, I, I got to say it, it reawakened, it rekindled, uh, you know, a lot of enjoyment for me regarding uh the character and those games i it kind of made me want to replay like the third lego batman game where it has like all the the oh yeah heroes yep um i tried the marvel one it's not as good um the the first marvel one was cool the the second one is a little weird you know but um the first one you get like all the characters i'm like i'm gonna play as havoc you know it's like okay yeah that is pretty neat um but yeah, like I, I, it was, it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's something I haven't done in a long time, but, um, it really, it really made me reevaluate how I, I say, I say the demon's head, <laughs> because I'm like, you know what? Should I just say Raish Al Ghul? Because that's that's how they they say it in that game throughout like the whole thing. Is Raish that's Al-Ghul. how they say it in the an- in the animated series too. They say Raish. Yeah, and, you know? and I'm like, yeah, I, I think I should probably stick with that. It's it's really I think it's I think it sounds a little bit better than than Raj, the way they said it in like Batman Begins and what have you. So well, we can't go back and, and re-record our episode now. So which would be the last episode. Of oh, the who gives a flying fuck? I'm just I'm <laughs> talking. I mean, I'm literally talking about in the time since like those were the before four times. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's Mad that Max. That was pre-crisis shit. on Infinite Earths. Uh... In the four four times before all the guzzling was was used up. Over the uh, holiday, I picked up um, the Dragon Quest games. One, two, oh three. wow! Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to say a scorching keys of herpes, but uh, that's yeah. good too. <laughs> uh, I played through um, one and two so far, nice. and I just started three. And uh, talking about you know just focusing on a game you know trying to build up characters just like 
I found myself in in part two, just like in one dungeon, just moving left and right, just you know, for hours at a time. And it's like, oh, just grinding. Yeah, and I got it on the uh, Switch, so uh, you know, I, I I found myself like playing in bed till like one, two o'clock in the morning. Oh, geez, like, yeah. yeah. I was doing that with Midnight Suns. I don't know if you guys have played that one yet. I, I haven't. I got, I, I got I, sucked into it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I start. I I was hovering over, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I have other stuff that I have to take care of before I buy any new games. Uh, one that's really been frustrating me, although I've read like, it's not a bad frustrating. I'm just like, oh, I feel like there's more to do here. I just, you know, like, uh, I'm I'm so bored by what it is I'm currently doing um guardians of the galaxy i i i've heard that it was like really well done i bought it i have it like physically um i've played it for maybe an hour and i'm just like for the love of christ i I don't want to fucking just like shoot teeny tiny little alien things coming out of the wall this whole fucking game like like playing that long into it i'm like i'm not moving at a snail's pace here like why is this taking so fucking long to get? To yeah, I have it. I've yet to. I've yet to play it. I, I meant to go back and do Spider Man, but I. That's actually what I. Uh, that's, I started doing that. Yeah. Um, once I hit like ninety three percent, because I'm getting so frustrated with certain things in Batman mm-hmm. that I was like, uh, if I do this, I'm just gonna get burnt out. It it's defeating the purpose of being fun. Uh, yeah, so exactly. I, I started doing Batman and I've just been focusing on side missions and shit. I'm only doing story missions if I absolutely can't get any more side missions. So like right now I'm just at a point where I have like all the black cat things that I can get and all the research token stations. So, all right. Like these are the fun wow, things that, that keep me occupied. That is uh that's still a lot of time invested. Yeah. Have either of you picked up Spider-Man too? No, I, uh, yeah, I, no, but I, I, I have I have one. Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get Spider-Man 2 until like I had this game for PlayStation 4. Uh, and then I stopped playing it because I was getting frustrated. I had nothing to switch over to either. Uh, and that makes it very difficult. So I I just was like, fuck this game. And I just walked away from it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like Peter Parker back in the seventies. Spider Man, no more. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. He throws it in the garbage. Yeah, walks threw away. Threw in the garbage can. And I was like, "Fuck this shit." Walks away in full costume regalia, just no mask. <laughs> Spider Man, no more. I did but- uh, do the uh, the two hour preview of the Hellboy game, and um, man, man, I I don't know. I so if, if that game goes down to like four ninety nine or something. Sure, go for it. But I'm gonna tell you, after we just did this read through and all that, the voice that they picked for Hellboy is terrible, terrible. It's just like it's not even deep, you know. It's just like, oh, what is wrong? Just ew. So, yeah, it's just gross. And I just found out recently that they're making a uh, a video game, uh, like a new side-scrolling video game for Toxic Crusaders. Oh wow, that's that's a good time to do it. Yeah, um, it's it, it being released for Steam first, and then it'll be available on like Switch and Xbox and PlayStation. And shit. Good for them. Yeah, that's that's really good. It's great timing, you know. And I think it's going to hit that that right crew of people who'd be looking for it as long as it's good. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people lose sight of the fact that, you know, Toxic Crusaders, it really hit, like, an in-between spot for Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles and Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Um, it was, you know, a bunch of mutated dudes with a, in a show that had a very strong, positive, ecological message. Um, and on a top of, of it, like, a lot of humor uh, and... The, the funny thing is, uh, the toys that were made for Toxic Crusader, you know who made them? Playmates. Playmates. Yep. Same exact people that did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Varner so, Studios. Uh, if did you see some before. of those Toxic Crusaders action figures from, from back then, uh, you it, you could easily be forgiven for thinking that they were actually like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures. Like They look like they belong all belong as part of a line. Same, uh, uh, same company did Dick Tracy, and um, a lot of the parts are interchangeable. So <laughs> you you see some of these customs that they're doing, where they'll take like Toxie's head off and they'll put him on like a uh, uh, prune face or something like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh boy, you know, that's oh, brain mumbles, you know. Yeah, like, um, yeah, fuck. Uh, so. They, I, that that I found out recently is being made into a game. Uh, That's cool. I walked I walked in a GameStop recently, and did you know that like I I threw me for a loop. That one of the last games that they made for the Wii U was Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they made I, that for the Wii U. I did huh? not anticipate that. I did not have that on my bingo card. Well, the was, um, that's how uh people were playing it hacked for a while because they had a emulator for Wii U. And for a while there, it was like, uh, hey, let's trick out Zelda Breath of the Wild. So there was all these like special uh, um, updated graphics versions and people were making like new texture packs and everything for it. Oh, oh that makes sense. Okay. I, yeah. um, I have not played a Zelda game since Zelda 64 to be honest guys so i've seen that game played because my nephew uh i have it for switch and i i'm just not gonna play it (laughs) i haven't played it in a few years and that's mostly because uh i started playing it and it was enjoyable to a point i was like this is not what i want a zelda game to be like just for me personally i i have no problem with zelda games being what Zelda games were for many, many years. I, I, I think that it's one of the few, few franchises that could make a bird's eye view, long form role playing video game. And oh, that would be so awesome. Be yeah, exactly. See, exactly. That's the point I was getting to. Is like, and it would be just as awesome and badass as and anticipated as something like breath of the wild i would be more excited for that because the accessibility of such a thing is far greater i think it's easier for a larger number of people to play a game that looks like that with those mechanics than it is to have like the 360 view and and panoramic shit going on constantly and then video games have evolved beyond what we like brandon that's that's the issue no and i get that no but what i'm saying no no no. (laughs) what i'm saying is not not to not make the breath of the wild stuff that's not what i'm saying i'm saying 
look at the number of Mario games that they make and the different types. Like, I think that same exact thing can be done for Zelda. It doesn't all have to be like Breath of the Wild. You know, they they redid Link's Awakening. You know, they they updated it. They didn't just reskin it, but like they redid it and they updated the mechanics of it and the, and the graphics and everything. And it played and looked fucking incredible. It was so much fun. And like that right there, and it sold well. People were excited about it. That right there proves that people will still line up to play a, a bird's eye view, like old school style Zelda game. You know, if the if the the story is engaging and the gameplay is fun enough, people will be there for it. Well, just the old school style of games like, you know, Mario Wonder is friggin phenomenal. The last Metroid Dread was incredible, you know, just old school side scrolling games. You know, the uh, I would absolutely love to see a uh, uh, bird's eye view of um uh zelda a new one I, I just keep going back to play marvel ultimate alliance guys that's oh I, yeah that's just what i play so i i, I have already that. you know i i've already realized you know when when you were talking about like her like horizon or something like that and like all these other games and spider-man and stuff i'm like i'll play spider-man but you know i i don't really like i have games. i have like every single alliance game from playstation 2 on yeah i i've got them on my on my four i i have uh a copy from previously that I downloaded of uh, um, the Ultimate Edition and uh, Marvel Alliance Two. And then on my Switch, I've got Marvel Alliance Three. So and that's the only thing I play on Switch. Is that <laughs> uh, a fighting game or no, no, no? It's uh, it's RPG like adventure oh. and all that. So kind of top down, more like a, a top down, like three quarter side sort of. Leo, thing. you would absolutely love Ultimate Alliance Two. Yeah, I I adore it. It's like I said, it's the only game I play on Switch. So you ever seen you ever seen like any uh like this this is gonna sound so strange, but uh you Leo, Morpheus. You, <laughs> it, it, have you ever seen like any cool sort of what could oh. be could be misconstrued as like some kind of CGI deal of Galactus? Like an, like computer animated, but it like it looks fucking clean. It, it it like it's like oh this almost looks like somebody was gearing up to do like a large budget like computer animated thing involving Galactus and Silver Surfer or something. That's Ultimate Alliance too. Yeah, like, it's so good. If you see the the stuff from Galactus involved in in that like towards the end of that game, like yeah, full on. It's it's amazing. It starts off in like a fucking castle in Germany. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just yep. works its way up to fucking full blown cosmic shit, and you get a four person team. You end up, you know, headquartering yourself out of like, like Avengers Tower, and you you know build XP and use points to buy skills and all that. You know, it's like I said, it's an RPG. Um, but man, it's it's fucking fun. The bitch of it is <laughs> the better you do, the more shit you buy with the points that you earn, the fucking more exponentially increased the cost of everything for a character becomes. 
like it gets to a point where the the cost is like exorbitant yeah there, there's like, characters too that you can get into that like were briefly available and then not existent at all in the in the store right so like psylocke carnage magneto um i forget who the other one is i don't know there's another one but uh hulk i don't know because hulk was a yeah. downloadable juggernaut and all that i got them all you know it's like I'm, I'm like i am getting these and holding on to this is like my favorite game style ever so yeah i'm a casual it, gamer it's like exactly like brando was saying i do it to like unwind and all that and and de-stress and not think about crazy things and it's like oh my god i i gotta find the wind temple so i can get this special blowfish to like you know uh, shoot water and open up this this uh i don't know tri-star or whatever i'm like here's I, a blowfish hey. over here fuck you yeah. i said special blowfish yeah i'm like i don't <laughs> i don't got time for that man no like yeah i um <laughs> i actually the ultimate alliance three the what was it the black order or something yeah that's that's what this one's called the yeah. number three um i have it for for switch because it was switch exclusive yeah it is yep um it's quite good and it was one of the main reasons i wanted to get a switch uh i actually stopped playing it because i got to a not even very far i'm like going up against i can't even, maybe is it blackheart yeah, I think it's Blackheart. You're like, could be him. Yeah. Elsa Bloodstone is there and shit, and like you gotta oh, yeah, fight yeah. him. Yep. And it's like you have to use Doctor Strange and her, and then there's someone else. And uh, I want to say Ghost Rider. Yeah, that sounds right. I I just I kept dying over and over and over. Yeah, it's, and it's over challenging. Again. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah, challenging is fine, but like after a while, I felt like Sisyphus. I'm like, all right, this is, I'm Push just doing, older, Brandon. <laughs> I'm just doing the same fucking thing, and it just keeps resulting in my death. I'm fucking good, man. Uh, so I shut it off, and I haven't fucking turned it back on in like three years. Like, yeah, I, I started playing, and I'm like, all right, I just want to play as the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then I just wanted to play as X Men, and then I just wanted to play as Fantastic Four. So I just doing that kind of stuff, and oh, know, dude. That's actually one of the coolest fucking parts about Ultimate Alliance 2, Leo, is like when you start getting the different characters and what have you, you can get different stacks of stats depending on the the characters that you use. Um, you'll get like a bonus differ differential. So if you if you pick like Ben Grimm, Johnny Storm, Sue Storm, and Reed Richards, you get like a Fantastic Four bonus and it ups stats in certain areas and blah 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 uh you get x-men ones and uh Avengers. Gamma, yeah. yeah yeah gamma radiated ones stuff like that um it, it's 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 like one of my most favorite things on the face of the planet is that yeah no absolutely without a doubt i i love it and and admittedly not a huge marvel guy anymore but like love those but, games but oh man it does not for me personally like Ultimate Alliance 2 is exactly what every large scale big two superhero game wants to be. Yeah. Like yeah, and, and I mean you you can essentially beat the game with Captain America in either of those games just because he's the ultimate by throwing that shield around. But uh <laughs> you know, that's that's the the fun part, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, all those who oppose his mighty shield must yield. Exactly. Exactly. 
I will forever have that stupid, stupid, stupid song stuck in my head. <laughs> I can't like I saw it like fucking once or twice when I was like six years old. And like I said, I'm gonna be 42 next month, rent free. It's just <laughs> when Captain America throws his mighty shield. All those who oppose his mighty shield must yield. Fuck everybody involved with Did that. Did he just rhyme shield <laughs> with shield? <laughs> he rhymed shield with shield and then yield. Oh, this guy shows a lot of versatility. He's a real Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> I added uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 to my list on Amazon. Oh, you nice. Should, you should try to find some way to get Ultimate Alliance 2. <laughs> Find yeah, find an emulator or something, you know. Yeah, I think that's the only way you're gonna get it at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so fucking good. It is. It, yeah, I I like the first one myself just because of uh, the characters you play as, and I'm a big Luke Cage guy, so I like playing as Luke Cage. Oh yeah, he's really good in those. <laughs> he's so good. Oh yeah, you can. Oh, that was like, that was one of my favorite. Um. My favorite bonuses too uh because you could you got you you could get like a brawler bonus or whatever but it was luke cage daredevil iron fist either electra or gambit or someone or no nah, it was like a it was definitely like another black panther no no more street level spider-man no no oh. no oh, i can't remember i'd have to look it up but yeah, like I know I know what you're saying though. And I I don't think Moon Knight was in that second one, but it was someone like that. It wasn't Deadpool, but yeah, it was kind of like that. Maybe it was Wolverine, who knows. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it was Wolverine. Yeah. It it was cool though. It was they basically took the Civil War um storyline and they kind of went through it. And you had to choose a side. And so your first playthrough you'd pick either Captain America or you'd pick Iron Man, then the second one you'd pick, you know, your your second choice and depending on which side you chose you can only choose certain um players so iron man would only be available if you chose his side and um same thing with um with captain america yeah, and then there's the, the other guy registration like, act was like front and center this all civil war that was oh god damn it man yeah it was cool that's good stuff that's that's the juice man right there like between that game and and like the arkham games and all that it's like some of the best and and i i will highly highly recommend midnight suns because it's different they add a new character into it and it kind of goes into like different stuff with scarlet witch and um agatha wolverine shows up it's pretty crazy i i liked it a lot the uh Real, real quick new avengers is what i was thinking of it's uh if you picked any combination of Iron Man, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Wolverine, Spider Man, and Miss Marvel. You get a oh, 10%, the Bendis one. Okay. Yeah, a plus ten percent uh, resist all increase. Uh, but then you also had, you know, stuff like, um, like classic Avengers: Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Thunderbolts, Bruisers was another one. That's Hulk, right, because you could Luke play a Cage. songbird. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Penance, penance you could play yeah penance was a surprise for sure yeah. um but yeah like there's there's lots of cool things and then of course like i said uh fantastic four is the the easy one uh 
and that gave you this was actually a hell of a fucking uh bonus to a 30 plus 35 percent fusion gain yeah, yeah man that's no fucking joke uh you can combine players powers like together leo and it was called fusion so if you hit like a certain bonus point like bonus bar uh you could activate the fusion with whichever your main character was that you were playing as with one of the other three that you had on your team and it would just fucking like lay waste to anybody in its path that yeah, you were going it, up against. it was like uh iron man using um captain america, captain america shield, shield. To, like, refract stuff you know so that was it was oh, really wow. fun it, it was cool it was a lot I, of fun yeah i'm sure i can find an emulator for it you'll love it okay i wonder if the emulator will let you use codes too <laughs> Jeez. They still have like big head mode and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Game Genie's coming back. Really? What? Yep. I saw that the other day. How? It's going to be like an AI driven game. Yeah, like, oh. like, really? How? Explain it to me. Oh. Uh, I feel like uh, yeah, debugging yeah. is a thing they've worked really hard to reduce slash erase altogether. Well, I thought <laughs> it remember was. Remember Al? He's back had... in POG form. <laughs> I thought it was something where they had to actually have the code embedded in the uh, game originally so it could accept it. Wait, so where did you see this? I need, I'm trying to find. Game Genie. I'm trying to Great, find I'll news. break out Battletoads again. <laughs> oh, it'd be the only fucking way you could beat it. I still won't beat it. <laughs> it died due to boredom. That's all right, man. I bought a Game Genie for Super Nintendo as a kid for one game and one game only spider-man and the x-men and much to my chagrin out of all the games i have for super nintendo that is the one where it did not provide me anywhere near the codes i needed to beat the game so yeah, i still never beat it never gonna beat it yeah it was fucking no fucking way dude it took me it took me well into my adulthood to figure out how to stop the juggernaut in the Wolverine levels. Like that blew my fucking mind. But uh ga- the gambit level, good luck. Good <laughs> fucking luck to you, sir. I think I, I beat some of them. Like I think I have beaten um all but the Cyclops in the Gambit level. Oh man. Uh, I think I beat the first one in the Cyclops. Uh, Storm was probably the the easiest one, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I I did beat the uh, the Wolverine one um, in Storm, and I think Spider Man, but not the yeah Spider Man was was a no brainer each time. What is this Game Genie controller adapter for Nintendo Switch? Fuck you. <laughs> What is that? Raspberry Pi? Okay, sure. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, what does that do? I don't fucking get it. Raspberry Pi is the emulator. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I don't, I just, what the fuck is this for? Like, what are you plugging this into? It's because it says controller adapter for Nintendo Switch, Windows, Mac. Raspberry Pi, Neo Geo, Mini PS3, and PS Classic. I don't get it. Whatever. I'm too old for some of this shit, I guess. 
Hey, don't understand things. I get confused easy. <laughs> Your Honor, I'm just the caveman. <laughs> it was him, guys. Let's get him. Does Game Shark still exist? <laughs> Only in our hearts, kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Was Game Genie illegal? Well, Nintendo certainly tried to make that the case, but no. Yeah, Nintendo was like, that's bullshit. It has all of our games. And they're like, no, it, it has roughly none of them. It has no games. It's not even a game. You can't use it without a game. You want to fucking try again? No, Your Honor. That was our best shot. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, stupid. Yeah, Leo, I, I'm not seeing anything about this fucking thing making a comeback. Uh, I can't remember where I saw it. Was it on a subreddit? Like, forward slash, Leo, wake the fuck up. This is only a dream. Maybe it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a dream. Dream of Game Genie. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I dream of Genie. <laughs> <laughs> Magnificent. See, Leo, that was the name of a very popular show. <laughs> Dick Sargent, Dick York. <laughs> Much like I say to my wife, Dara, all the time, I find jokes are at their funniest when you over-explain them. Yeah. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. It very seldom makes her laugh, though. Oh, I'm sure. But once again... <laughs> Always makes oh, me laugh. You know what it might have been? It might have been a CS CES um update. Cease. A cease update. Oh no, I'm wait a second. <laughs> wait a second, but hold on, there's more. Uh let's see. No, it's Game Shark. Oh, Game Shark. It's same same thing. You know, it just yeah. Game Shark was was what it was called for the yeah, PS1. and you didn't actually have to punch in the fucking codes on Game Shark, which was nice. Game Genie is like, oh, cool! I've always wanted to feel like I was a program debugger, and uh, after five minutes of that, I'm like, oh, that's lost its luster real quick. <laughs> and then Game Shark came out, and they're like, yeah, don't you hate having to punch in those codes? Well. Here's all those codes saved. And you can still turn this off whenever you feel like it while you're playing. What? I mean, Game Genie admittedly did the same thing with Super Nintendo, which was which was smart. You could turn it off. You could like have the game playing, but it actually had an on off switch on the Game Genie itself. So if you decide like, ah, I don't want to use the codes right now, click off. Yeah. You had to be careful because um, Super Nintendo was far more uh, like a, the the fidelity of that system was far greater than regular Nintendo. But, you know, it could still fuck up. Mine never did. I never had a problem with any games ever on my Super Nintendo. Um, Nintendo, very different story altogether. <laughs> those 72 pin connectors can get fucked. Like meh but yeah like uh whenever i see people like blown into a cartridge for a fucking super nintendo game I'm like why are you doing that that's not even a thing that was never a 
We never agreed upon that for Super Nintendo. That's Nintendo only. If you're going to destroy a video game with your rusty breath, it better be an NES game, you fucker. I, I feel like we did that for um, uh, Genesis as well, but we would also just kind of uh, push them in, you know, yeah. uh, because they got loose, you know, and then, which is, you know, manually connecting these things anyway, they're going to have issues. So, you know, it was a, it was a brand new it was science, a different really. time. Yeah. yeah, we had to jerry-rig everything. Back in my day, we used to stack up bricks on a small screen and then be excited, but a line would disappear. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> now, nowadays, some kid has mastered that. <laughs> they used to just all be in black and white, and then when we got color ones, we threw block parties. <laughs> They were in puce and green. <laughs> Neon colors as far as the eye could see. Okay, I, I do want to divulge this Christmas movie fact because we were talking about Christmas movies earlier. So, um, you know, I, I, I think about the puce from the movie Santa Claus the movie. You know, it's something that stuck with me about that movie. I recently rewatched that movie. What a heaping, steaming pile of dog shit that movie is. The first one? Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore, right? Oh, Santa Claus the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Not it's the so Santa bad. Claus. Santa okay. Claus. I'm like, this movie was written by a committee who literally like, hey, let's let's pick out stuff from a toy catalog and make, dude, make stupid kids kid watch it. Remember, like, yeah. I remember the McDonald's tie-ins and commercials everything when about we were that children. Movie. Yeah, everything about that movie brainwashed me as a kid because I watched it and I'm like, this movie is dog shit. You know, did and you Fergus see, Meredith is in it. <laughs> did you see who produced it? McDonald's? <laughs> the fucking Salkinds. I I no idea. So it's a father. Is it bad and guys son. from Daredevil? Yeah. Uh, they're they're bad guys from something, all right. <laughs> uh these two fellas, a father and son team, Alexander and Ilya Salkind, all right. Or Salkin, however you say it. And they had had success a few years earlier with uh, a couple of movies. One was a moderate success, which led to a much bigger success, which led to a fair success, which led to diminishing returns. Um, but they kind of found like a sweet spot on a certain angle on a couple of characters that they had the rights for. Um, this particular angle on these two different characters uh, that they made movies for being that their home base was in the Arctic and they would fly around the world and bring goodwill towards people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Superman the movie and Santa Claus the movie. Interesting. Okay. They learned all the wrong lessons. From making Superman the movie. All the wrong ones. Wow. Yeah. Christmas 2! Yeah, Santa Claus the movie was horrible. And I and I remember like, oh, I remember this because I had the coloring book. Awful. Awful. Yep. You know where you got that coloring book from? Where? McDonald's. I think someone gave it to me, honestly. I don't think I got it, but yeah. yeah. And they got it from McDonald's. Nice. They, they sold those and little storybooks. And the fucked up thing about the storybooks that had photos from the movie in it 
um, they sold red ones and green ones, but it was the same fucking book either way. But if you were a dumb little kid, you saw the two different books and you were screaming about fucking Santa Claus. This is what set the Punisher off. I imagine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say this. I don't read Punisher comic. Actually, and, and that's, that's Frank the other Castle thing was I fine did. until he saw John Lithgow shove his <laughs> face full of candy canes to make you fly. Yep. No, I forgot John Lithgow was in there. Or it could oh. be like falling down. They didn't serve breakfast. I can't believe this is what they did to him after the world, according to Garp. <laughs> Defense. <laughs> well, this this would have been, uh, was it uh, before uh, Point of No Return and um, before uh, Cliffhanger as well? Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Yet after Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't even like you. Go, go. I, huh? That's like, that's my best Lithgow impression. <laughs> I don't even like you. <laughs> I can't, I can't get any better than that. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. <laughs> like, it's it's you, got a hint of Paul Giamatti in it, you know? I mean, I think, yeah. I think Paul I, I, Giamatti I think, has a hint of John Lithgow. Oh, I I agree. Yeah, I'm just in I'm him? just saying it's like there's there's like this little like comparative where you're like, yeah, you know what? They kind of hit on that same level. So, I saw the holdovers. It was really good. I have to watch that still. Oh, I want to watch that. I definitely don't know anybody who worked on it or talks about it often. So <laughs> I just I do have to watch it though. <laughs> I didn't realize he was from New Haven. Paul? Uh, yeah, Giamatti. No kidding. Was he and the woman in that movie uh, were graduates of the Yale School of Drama? Wow. Apparently, uh, he was on Mark Maron's podcast. That's Yeah, I, I saw something he was doing recently. WTF with Mark Maron? Yeah. And he was talking about pizza in New Haven. Oh, good. Okay. And how... Uh, I'd listen to that. Yeah, so I, I he's, so he's a New England here. guy. That yeah. explains yeah. why he's so good at playing aloof. I, I get it now. I've been watching uh, Billions. He's so good on that. I mean, I'll take your word for it. Oh, by the way, uh, they canceled Warrior. <gasps> no, I heard it was going to a different, uh, a different uh, network. I, I don't. I mean, maybe that was on Netflix that they canceled, right? No, no. Oh. No, that was on Max. Oh, oh if Max, you've listened yeah. to if you've listened to Leo at all in the past two and a half years, he'll tell you it's uh it's a it's a really good show, all based on the original pitch that Bruce Lee had <laughs> that they stole and eventually turned into Kung Fu. Yes. But this one's really good. That's the one with the bride, right? Or uh with the widow or something? Uh, no, that's Kill Bill. Uh, it's oh, no, I was, thinking of by Quentin I was thinking of Badlands or Borderlands or whatever that one is. Which stars the guy who was in Kung Fu as the bad guy. Of both, <laughs> He's the titular Bill. They need to come up with a movie on the original writing some Kung Fu to legend continues. I don't think they could do that I mean, anymore. You're playing real fast and loose with the word <laughs> need there, Leo. I'm just saying. Wow, yeah. You mean the character <laughs> from The Gambler? <laughs> that is a deep fucking cut right there. 
Jesus, Mary. And if Jesus. you were watching CBS movies in 1987, <laughs> you might see. Or TNT. Yeah. Or TNT. Or because TNT they would, in 1995. They yeah. would repeat them. <laughs> Once a I've year. seen every fucking gambler movie. <laughs> they're they're on Peacock, actually, I think. You Are know? they really? Yeah, I believe so. I didn't care for them, but I've yeah. seen them. <laughs> I didn't care for them. <laughs> uh, they made three different gambler I, movies. I, I, I ate that shit up, yeah. Wow, I James Garner. Yeah, well. I can tell you for a fact. I remember The Gambler 3. Yeah. Um and it's good shit. Yeah, I I fucking remember and I remember them being on TNT. It was like one of those things where like, oh man, I don't want to watch the gambler. My father would be like, shut up. Do you want to watch uh Monster Vision after that? Yes, fine. <laughs> it was yeah, we, it was a trade-off. My dad would be like, You can watch Joe Bob Briggs with me, but you have to watch this god awful sequel to a Kenny Rogers movie slash song first. Like you're really, you're, you're really playing a dangerous game here, old man. <laughs> Are they prequels to uh, Maverick? I eh, fucking wish. I feel like they exist in the same universe because, um, because of James Garner. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's one of those things, but um, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. Cause literally everybody shows up and, and, I don't think it's actually Maverick, but I think it's like James Gardner. So you could like fill in the blanks, you know? Yeah. I mean, they definitely put him in there for funsies because of that. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Dolly Parton shows up, you know, it's like everybody's there, you know, it's like a party, you know, if you, if you were like loosely affiliated with country music, I think like Chris Christopher, country Western country, Western music. Like that's, you know, this is, this is like a lot of people. Because Waylon Jennings was in it too, I believe. And, He's and country he, western. He, no, he was outlaw country, so he wasn't. He wasn't oh, yeah. um, Nashville. So, but but he was also he was same era as Willie Nelson, of, right? Yeah, <laughs> Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson. Oh um, God, I mean, these crazy. these were a lot of these were some of the people that really showcased the actual like talent, not just for singing but for songwriting and just being a human being. Um, that was far more prevalent in in country music as a whole back before it became fucking stadium country, uh, which, you know, not that, not that he's indicative of what's wrong with, with that genre. Altogether Are we talking about Jason Aldean? I was going to say Garth up. Brooks. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say what's wrong with all country music right now. And I'm like, Jason Aldean. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, actually Toby Keith is Toby Keith. <laughs> Toby Keith is, is the precursor to that. Um, like I remember, I remember, uh, this one woman coming out with a song called redneck woman and a couple of people that I knew, uh, and I was very close with, they were like listening to country music fairly frequently. And I heard this and I was like, this is garbage. That was like 14 years ago, dude. Yeah. I was like, this is garbage. And they were like, nah, this is great. This is good stuff. Like I, I like I like the fact you know she's talking about like oh she knows all the words to Bocephus and this thing and the other thing. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but like you realize that in like two years, uh this this person, much like uh any of the other guys that you're seeing show up right about now, they're all gonna look and sound like they've been ridden hard and put away wet like every single fucking day they've been on the road, right? 
like no 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 and then i saw like some of those guys and that same girl like that had been doing tours and stuff and uh lo and behold they they put on some real fucking serious city miles <laughs> like it's it, it it's not sustainable and um that whole i don't give a fuck uh good old boy fuck everybody else attitude that that flies in the face of what like original Hank Williams-esque country was all about. What do you mean? Kid Rock looks great. Oh. <laughs> what about Red Solo Cup? Yeah, Red <laughs> That Toby Keith? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The only song I, by him I, that I, I was like ever even remotely amused by was um, Stays in Mexico. I don't like any of this music. I'm not saying I like it. I'm saying there's a difference between liking and like tolerating it. On, it it on, sounds like you have play through. It sounds like you have a respect of where the original came from and all that. So I have respect for the for the original. That's exactly yeah. what it is. I respect its origins. I respect the originators. Yeah. Um. I I do not enjoy or go out of my way to hear just about any of it um but you know there's a far cry a, far, a huge difference between like hank williams being the shit legitimately being called like the shakespeare of the south and fucking jason aldean you know like come on man i get it man i i get yeah. it you know i, I could I- I, you know, you could play, I'll put it this way. Like, not that I would go out of my way, but you could play like, I'm so lonesome. I could cry by Hank Williams and like, like, wow, that's like a classic song, you know, like it's not something that, I, you know, it's not really part of my, my mix. It's not on my shuffle, but you can definitely see, especially for the time that it was great. Like, wow, this, uh, this hit really hard and helped to define this music for a lot of people for a very long time. Um, you know, I think the same can be said for anybody that's like into rock and like, if you don't like the Beatles, that's fine. But I don't think you can, I don't think you can argue against their influence on the genre. You, you, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. It's, 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 and that's okay. Like no one has to like, everything that came before but it's like one of those things that i say about modern producers and and musicians and stuff like that like if you're a fan of a particular band and genre that's great but just to let you know i mean more often than not the people that you like in a particular band they like all kinds of different music that you might not ever fucking think to listen to and the reason for that is because like you like their music but they like music and one of the best ways to broaden your horizons is to listen to stuff that all kinds of different people make and don't just stay in your bubble. You know, the people who stay in their bubble and only expose themselves to one particular thing over and over again, they're the ones who kind of fade away and disappear pretty quickly. You know, in, the ones who listen to everything, they're the ones that find things that nobody else could ever wrap their head around. I mean, who would have thought 
Doctor Dr. Dre. Beach Boys? Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> the other Do- way. Okay. Doctor Doctor Dre. Doctor Dre. Right. He listens to everything, like any good music producer should. Pharrell does the same thing, you know. Um, Linda Perry from Four Non Blondes, like she's worked in so many different genres of music. Uh, and, and that goes even to like Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton, you know? Uh, but like Dr. Dre took a song from the sixties. That was not just a song from the sixties. It was like proto funk by a British guy who was known primarily as an actor on a TV thriller drama. David McCollum. He played Ilya on The Man from Uncle. You may have known him as Ducky on yeah. NCIS. Yeah, he passed away last year, I think yeah. in December. Did think. you know that he wrote one of the most popular songs of the past 60 to 70 years? And Dr. Dre took it and made it part of his 2000 chronic 2001 album was one of the biggest hits of it. It's called the edge. Dr. Dre sampled it. It goes bing, 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 bing. You've heard it a million times. And this fucking guy wrote it in like 1963. If Dr. Dre didn't listen to other types of music, how would he have been able to find that? Get a boom and a bat and put it together. <laughs> that's, you know, and, and that's what some of the best shit does. You know, you just got to respect the stuff that comes before it. And, and like I said, I respect a lot of this, like, older country and country western stuff. But this new stuff, garbage. Absolute trash. I, th- I think it was worth it having this conversation just to hear uh, Brandon uh do that song that little beat oh thank you <laughs> da, 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 da. Rah, 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 rah. it's the motherfucking d-o-d-o-g snoop dog dog da, 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 da. you know i pop up with the d-i-e yeah 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 you know who's back up in this motherfucker no who uh, <laughs> <laughs> who else <laughs> Uh, I I was a big fan of. I I've never listened to that in my life. What? So, oh man, that's I just bad. don't care, man. It's not my thing, you know. I like I would, all I kinds would, of. I like yeah, all I, kinds of different music. So gangster rap was never my thing. It's just like I liked I liked hip hop before and I like hip hop after, but uh, gangster rap was just like this gap where it's like it's kind of okay, it's kind of at that me. point. Well, here's the thing: like at that point with the Chronic 2001. It's hard, it's, to, it's hard to call it gangster rap though because it's not really focusing on that same kind of dynamic that you had with the the early to mid 90s stuff i mean it it really was 2001 it, it was it was a this is a, a a dr dre who had taken a step away from being at the front of the scene and was just producing and starting his own label and getting other people. I mean, this is the guy that signed Eminem and they, yeah, made I, I also don't care for Eminem. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm just, but I'm just saying like, 
there was a lot more going on there than just like the gangster rap thing. But you know, I'm not here to stand in defense of of genres of hip hop. I, I mean, you know, once again, just like I was saying with country, you know, people like what they like. And- yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't yuck your yum if you like it. That's fine. You know, I I saw Wu Tang Clan the original uh, lineup in concert. They opened up for Rage Against the Machine. Did not care for them. It's just not. It's not my thing. You know. I get it. I didn't, I didn't get it. You know, it's cool if you do. You know, um, but I, I just didn't get it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just sacrilege to say in most circles, like, oh, Wu Tang forever. I'm like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it. Once again, you know, people like what they like. I, yeah. I, I thought Mob Deep. I like them way better. You know, oh, Mob Deep. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought that was a lot cooler, but I just didn't get Wu Tang close. So you know. Not I'm not really a hip hop guy. I'd go back and listen to like Young MC or, uh, you know, okay. like uh, Heavy D and the Boys or something instead. <laughs> like maybe maybe sneaking some most Def or KRS One. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, all right. Dougie that's, Fresh. You know, that's, like, that's fucking perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Then. Yep. Fucking... Like like the old old school stuff. How about MF Doom? You ever listen to MF Doom? You know, my my nephews do. Um, the only exposure I've ever had to that was watching the bumpers between uh, Adult Swim. So that's ah, okay. the only experience I have with it. Probably should I listen mean, to it, but yeah, I, I mean, he's a pretty cool cat. He's definitely a nerd. He's definitely a dork like like we are. Um, MF Doom's whole thing is he's a super villain. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a super. What, villain was he who- on um, Aqua Teen at one point? Maybe I stopped watching Aquatine, watch, of course, okay. a long <laughs> yeah, time ago. That's I mean, fair. I think I think maybe the only two musicians I can name off the top of my head of that I know of being on that show were uh, MC Chris and uh, Glenn Danzig. And uh, uh, crap, was it uh, Zach? Zach Wild. Zach Wild showed up at one point. I know that name. Uh, he's the guitarist. Uh, he was working with Ozzy. He Zach Wild. Oh, yeah. You know, now he's in Pantera. Okay. Yep, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even realize he was on it. I just, I just remember such a big part. Yeah. MC Chris, who I I met, um, in person. Like Leo, some... didn't you uh help with uh, interviewing Frylock? Yeah. Yeah, it's just carry something. Yep. Should have asked him uh, to carry means. Yeah. Should have asked him to say oh shit oh shit yeah say shit oh okay no i accidentally hit the lock button on my keyboard but i didn't realize it was still recording that's that's good um <laughs> uh, you should have asked him to say uh, you better not be putting that towel on my computer because <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite lines Frylock has ever said because uh i can't even remember what episode it was the pop-up episode i can't i can't remember oh. but i just know that uh i think it was I think it was Meatwad that he said it to. He was like, you better not be putting that towel on my computer. <laughs> oh, no, no. You know, it it wasn't it wasn't Meatwad. It was it was Master Shake. Like, you better not be putting that towel on my computer. He was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> the right now. The right now. The right now. How the hell are you going to ride a bicycle? You don't even have an ass. <laughs> I don't need no instructions. He does have that uh, Master Shake sort of quality to him. <laughs> you, should, you should hear me when it's lightly misting outside. <laughs> the drizzle. 
kills Dara every time. I'm like, who is the drizzle? <laughs> so how is it that you don't watch this show? <laughs> I used to many, yeah. many, many years ago. The Moon Knights and everything. I, I mean, I, I still probably say gentlemen beholds like once every 10 days. <laughs> Do as the scorpions have done before you. <laughs> I don't need no instructions. The no rock. <laughs> Hey you! Hey Dingbat, come in! Yeah, hey, uh, get me like six orders uh, of chicken wings and keep the ranch coming. Hey, fry man, you hear what I just thought? I'm gonna be fine blow for a week. <laughs> uh, Carl was my favorite for a while. <laughs> I do though. I do got crabs. <laughs> hey, you, 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 you want to go over there? <laughs> You think uh, the the those women over there got like lose morals or something? Because I got five dollars. <laughs> Who's the Giants football player that cut off his nipples? Oh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I I it I, I I did enjoy that show considerably for quite some time, but uh, it it overstayed its welcome for me. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think they, I think they brought it back. They know, did, uh, and yeah. I know they made a movie, so I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I was like, wow, okay. The movie I, maybe on Pluther actually. I'm, I was actually kind of pissed about seeing them bring Aqua Team back. I'm like, ah, you guys are bringing this back, and I, I like, legitimately had to settle for a like hour and forty minute long closure movie for the venture brothers you know what everyone just get fucked <laughs> he's just salty i am salty i spent the, the fucking eight seasons of that show i'm sorry seven seasons of that show which should have been should have been going to eight 15 fucking years guys seven seasons you're like half my life at the time i mean <laughs> It's crazy to fucking think, but like that is a large chunk of my life that I watched that show. Um, and aside from the animation quality of like the pilot episode, that show was fucking consistent. You know, those those guys and gals working on that show, they knew exactly the story they were telling, and they took their time because they were it was always about making sure it it was always up to the quality that, that it needed to be. And uh, like, if you're a pop culture junkie, that's into like a lot of the things that we are music and television shows and movies and all in comic books, like I can see no reason why you would not enjoy <laughs> the venture brothers. I agree. Guys, I I don't I don't think we're gonna make it to our show tonight. No, no, you know what? Like, <laughs> if it's okay with you guys, maybe we can we can because this is the first time we spoke to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's, it's 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 been a bit. So, um, but I, maybe I don't we, know what's going on for the rest of the week here. Um, yeah, let me let me let me know what you guys think for like getting closer to the end of this week. You're just gonna remember it's hard for me because you know I I have to be up for work at like three thirty in the morning now. Yeah, yeah, um, I get, I gotta get up early to drive him. So I'm like, I don't know, I'm I'm fading already because I've you know, 
Yeah, I, yeah. I got a, I got something going on on uh, thir- Well, I don't know. We should probably cut it here. What do you think? Cut the recording. Yeah, we can we yeah. can cut it here. Um, I I'll tell you right now. I'm not time. I'm not going to be available Friday because I'm going to see uh, Oliver Tree in concert with my wife. Oh, cool. Good for you. I don't know if you guys know who Oliver Tree is, but um, I mean, judging from our conversation tonight, yeah, you guys probably would hate him. So, <laughs> yeah, he's not a, he's not a country star or anything. Did uh, he break off from the roots? No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Leo. That's, see, that's that's my favorite thing about Leo. He's a, he's a conversation sniper. He doesn't say much, but when he does, it's a friggin' bull. Hey, hey, I've heard these words before. Let me repeat them into your face. <laughs> hey, the thing I just said, is that a thing? Uh, almost, Leo. Really, nearly, sort of, almost. <laughs> <laughs>